motherhood is very all encompassing. It's 24 seven, you never get time off, it never ends. And it's a beautiful thing. It's not always rewarding in the moment. It's definitely a gift. But I also think it's important, not only for your health and well being, but I also think it's very important for your kids to see you find joy in other things and to pursue habits, to have friends, to do things outside of motherhood, because I think that then gives them permission to do the same when they get to that stage of life. Welcome to another episode of Enter the Chat for the Mom Force podcast, where our special guest answers your questions. And today we're talking about homemaking hacks with Brittany Hanks. But first, Chatbooks launched a new feature that I want to tell you all about. It's called Featured Trips, and it is the easiest way to print your summer vacations and family adventures. You can spend less time sorting through every photo and more time enjoying your favorite memories. When you make a chapbook using Featured Trips, we've done the work of collecting all of your memories in one place so that you can just print them in minutes. I just did this with our trip to Europe this past summer, and it was so easy. This is how it works. Open the Chatbooks app, tap on the For You tab, then sync your camera roll, and let the magic happen. (laughs) View all of your trips and start your book. And with the Chatbooks app, you can easily edit your book with additional photos or text pages and collages. All right? I challenge you. Pick a trip or an adventure from this past summer and get it printed. Also, get free shipping on classic books and 25% off subscriptions through October 22nd with the code PRINTMYTRIPS. Okay? All right, now on to Brittany. Welcome, Brittany. Thanks. It's so good to chat with you, Vanessa. (laughs) Okay, I want you to introduce yourself and all the things. But first, since this is a chat books podcast and we're all about photos, can we get to know you a little bit better through a photo? Is there a photo that has a fun background story that you can share with us? Yes. So this is actually kind of a funny one. And this took us on a hunt through our attic to see if we could actually find said photo. But I thought of one immediately that I was like, this is the one that really has kind of a funny backstory. (laughs) So this is going way back. So my husband and I met in high school and we dated at the very end of high school. So we weren't really high school sweethearts, but we dated the last couple months of high school. And then we went to rival colleges for a semester. And then he left on a two-year mission for our church and he was in Fort Worth, Texas. And so we would write as friends on his mission, you know, back in the day of writing letters. And Mm -hmm. at one point I went to California and Disneyland with my mom and a couple sisters. And I took this picture of me standing by Mr. Incredible. And I thought it would be so funny to send him (laughs) that picture. And on the, we, so I didn't find the picture. I mean, I found a digital copy of the picture, but we found the envelope that I sent to him. And on the outside of the envelope, I wrote... So I met someone this weekend, things are going well, and I think we might really be going places. He's really incredible, (laughs) and we have a lot in common. I just thought I should tell you that we have a super relationship so far. So what was funny is I had written this on the outside, and I mailed it to his address, but he moved to a different apartment before he got the package. So it was a different young man who got this and was so worried thinking this girl just wrote him off. She met someone else. And so he was so nervous to tell my husband. And it wasn't until a couple weeks later, but he was like, 
Justin, I'm so, so sorry, but I got this letter in the mail from your girlfriend and I think it's bad news. And Justin's thinking like, why would she write that on the outside of the package? (laughs) So he opens it up and he pulls out the photo of me and Mr. Incredible. And, you know, he has a good chuckle about it, but it really worried that other missionary for a couple of weeks when he was just kind of holding on to that information. Like, what do I do with this? Oh my goodness. We put that photo in our wedding video just because it's so funny for us to both look back on and, and remember that. I love it. I love it. So good. Well, Brittany, you are the founder of Home and Kind, a very popular Instagram and blog all about homemaking. And tell us a little bit about you and your family and how you got into this space. Yeah. So I think I'm just an entrepreneur at heart. From the time I was little, my sister and I were always building little businesses. We were figuring out how to sell things, how to make money doing different things. And I've done several different entrepreneurial things. I actually had a swimsuit business for several years after I got married. And then I kind of got burned out from that. And I realized after moving on from that business, I had started having kids and I really enjoyed having a creative outlet on the side. And after moving on from the swimsuit business, I realized I don't miss swimsuits or clothing per se, but I did miss having that creative outlet. And so I thought, what's something that I'm really passionate about that I could create a business around? And I kind of came to the idea of homemaking and family traditions and just creating more joy around being at home. And tell us, how many kids do you have now, Brittany? I've got four kids, 15, 13, 11, and eight, and we live in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know what? Homemaking does sometimes get a bad rap, but I am so grateful that you celebrate all... (laughs) There's a lot that goes into it, right? There's cooking, there's cleaning, there's DIY, there's parenting. There is so much that goes into it. And Everyone's always looking for a mom hack. And I know you are, you have lots of awesome mom hacks that you share. I wrote a whole book about mom hacks. I crowdsourced I a lot of the information. <laughs> I think you even contributed to the book. But can you just share with us your top favorite mom hacks? Yeah, there's so many things that I think, and, and sometimes the mom hacks that you're using change, right? With little kids, maybe you're using different mom hacks. As your kids get older, you're kind of adjusting. But I do think yeah. there's certainly things you can do to make your life run more smoothly or that just work really well for certain scenarios. So one thing around food that I really love to do is utilizing a snack tray, especially for the right before dinner munchies. Like my kids yeah. always come home from school, they're starving. And I'm like, okay, grab a snack and then just hold off till dinner because I want them to eat dinner. And so I've started just making a big veggie and fruit tray and I'll put that out before dinner because I'm fine if they eat extra fruit and veggies. You know, there's nothing yeah. that's not going to necessarily spoil their dinner. So that's been a huge game changer and hack that I've used a lot as a mom. And it's so nice because you can just make it ahead of time, keep it in the fridge, and then pull it out when the kids say they're hungry. And then, you know, it keeps them a little bit more satisfied. Another thing that I feel like a lot of my hacks are around food, maybe because I love to eat and my kids are (laughs) eating a lot. (laughs) But if you are a family that loves smoothies... Um, one thing that has been a game changer for us is prepping a bunch of smoothies all at one time and you can freeze them in freezer safe cups and then you add everything into the cup except the liquid. So if you have strawberries and protein powder, maybe you got peanut butter, even ice, like I'll put everything into a smoothie cup that I need to, you know, mix with the liquid, everything except the liquid. And then on the morning that you want a smoothie, all you have to do is pour the contents in of the cup into a blender and all you have to do is add the liquid and then blend it up 
pour it back into the cup and you're good to go. And then you can make yeah, like making... five or 10 of those at one time, you know? Yeah. Cause I think the biggest pain in making a smoothie is getting all of the stuff out. And I thought I had totally. stumbled on this, this life-saving hack about buying my greens. And instead of trying to eat them before they all dissolve in my refrigerator, I just put them straight in my freezer yes. and take them straight from the freezer into the smoothies. But you're like saving five different steps there. That is such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip though, as well with like the spinach or if you have certain greens that you throw into your smoothies and they don't really stick together in the freezer either, which is no, surprising. You can just grab a handful of spinach out and it's ready to throw in. So yeah, I love that one. So good. Also, as far as organization around the house, I utilize hooks for everything. <laughs> so our oh, garage yeah. ha- is lined with hooks and whether it's camping chairs or towels in the summer or rain jackets in the spring or winter stuff in the winter, We don't really have super cold winters here in North Carolina, but we put everything on the hooks and it's so nice because kids can reach, it's not difficult to do, and it just keeps things off the ground so that you, you know, still have a clear space to walk, but there's a very easy place to put everything, you know, bathrooms for towels, hooks are really easy to Mm. use. I have them pretty much in all my kids' closets, in our entry closet for backpacks. I use hooks everywhere and it just helps me keep things off the floor, which is nice. Yeah. I wonder if I line my 17-year-old daughter's bedroom wall with hooks, if that would solve the problem of all of the clothes that go onto the floor. I'm like, just take them off and put them on your bed and then you can take care of them later. Why do they have to go on the floor? Okay. Hooks. I love that hack. I also, I saw you share a lunch hack. Kids are back in school and making school lunches was absolutely like my that was at my top three like worst jobs. I yeah, I might have had them buy school lunch more than I should have. But you have a life-saving, time-saving of lunch hack. Can you share that with us? Well, I started doing it years ago, and I just found that I could freeze sandwiches or really almost any main dish lunch item and then pop them out of the freezer in the morning, and then you don't need an ice pack in the lunch bag. And then in two, three, four hours, they're perfectly thawed and ready to eat. So the, the one we do most often is Hawaiian roll sandwiches. And you can get those huge bags of Hawaiian rolls at Costco. And mm-hmm. you just make the whole package of Hawaiian rolls like it's one giant sandwich. So you cut the whole thing in half. And you can put a thin layer of mayo and mustard. Surprisingly, it freezes and thaws really well. You don't want to wow. add any produce to the sandwich. But you, you're fine with cheese and ham. If you did lettuce or tomatoes, they would get mushy when they thawed. So you just want to do a thin layer of condiments, your meat, your cheese, and then you put the top of the Hawaiian rolls back on. And at that point, you cut them into individual, you know, sandwich rolls and then put however many your kids are going to eat at one lunch into bags. Like if you have a younger child, they probably need one or two teenagers. Maybe they're eating three or four. And then you stick those in your freezer and they're good for a couple weeks in there. And then in the morning they have sandwiches ready to go. You can do it with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, We do it with bagels and cream cheese. And it saves so much time because getting all of those ingredients out for sandwiches every day um, and making them all up individually just takes so much time. So then if you have that sandwich, the main dish taken care of, then all you have to do is, you know, throw in an apple and some popcorn and a granola bar or whatever else they want the sides to be. So it has been a game changer, and I know a lot of people have utilized it and have had really great success with it as well. Yeah, using that package of Hawaiian rolls, because you're not making the individual sandwiches either. You're just making one giant one that then you cut up, and that smaller size probably yep. defrosts 
quicker too because mm-hmm. I'm surprised at how early my kids' lunch is. It's like yeah, sometimes it's even before eleven. So yeah, such such a great idea. So good. Okay, you've admitted it. You love food. <laughs> Your hacks yep. are all about food. <laughs> so it's no surprise that you wrote a cookbook all about like how to make mama. I, I refer to her as Mama Costco. Any any meal that I get <laughs> from Costco that then comes straight to our dinner table. How to have Mama Costco on your team. But before we talk about the cookbook, I am curious your take on Costco versus Sam's, because this was a very lively debate in our Mom Force Facebook group. Um, yeah. Even, I mean, I finally live somewhere where I have my Costco and Sam's is within 10 minutes of each other. So mm. I could choose one or another. And I have a sister who's very opinionated about Sam's being the yeah. better store. Do you have an opinion on that? So I admittedly mostly shop at Costco. I've only shopped at Sam's a handful of times. I don't have memberships to both, partly because of proximity. I'm not really close to a Sam's club, but I do know people are very enthusiastic about one or the other. I will say, I think there's pros and cons to both. In fact, I have some friends who shop at both for different reasons. I do feel like Sam's is always less crowded. Costco, for some reason, it's just, so if you hate crowds, you know, maybe you would prefer Sam's. I've also heard Sam's has snack foods that people enjoy more. Costco, I really love some of the things that you just can't beat, like their rotisserie chicken. Or I really love some a lot of the Kirkland products. Like I think they make a really great pesto. And they have so they have quite a few Kirkland brand items that I'm pretty loyal to. But I did create the the Costco cookbook specifically around Costco ingredients. But honestly, you could make 99% of the meals with ingredients from Sam's Club as well. Or really yeah. any grocery store because they're very simple. I didn't do seasonal items or things that come and go in Costco. It's very, very simple ingredients that I have seen there for a decade. So yeah. Well, I have your cookbook and I have used some of the recipes and ordered stuff from Walmart delivery because yep. that's my new mom hack is Walmart grocery delivery. Oh my goodness. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it saves me. But I can't imagine having two memberships. I know a lot of people said that they do because snack foods yeah. from Sam's, organic foods from Costco, mm-hmm. um, customer service. It's hard to beat the Costco customer service. But Sam's yes. has something called scan and go that my sister says is a game changer because I've heard that. you don't have, have yeah. to go through checkout. You just get your little scanner. That would be nice. You scan everything as you go and then you're out of there because um, sometimes Costco, those long lines for checkout. Yeah. Either way. Your cookbook is so good. When did you know you wanted to write a cookbook? So I've always loved cookbooks. I mean, honestly, when I was a kid, I would like put up the old camcorder and we'd pretend like we were on a cooking show, you know? So it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. that, not funny, it's kind of amazing in many ways that like, I feel like this is almost like a childhood dream that I've lived out. But with this cookbook in particular, I started sharing a series on Instagram called One Stop Mills. And the whole premise was this idea that so often I felt like I would make a big run to Costco or I would make a run to Trader Joe's and I would leave three, $400 later and still get home and be like, well, what do I, but what do I make for dinner? You know, so many times you're going to like a big box store or a wholesale store like Costco and you're getting toilet paper and you're getting snacks and you're kind of getting a random assortment of ingredients to stock up on, but you don't necessarily have a complete meal. And so I kind of set out to just save myself time and also say, okay, on those weeks when I'm doing a Costco run, I want to be able to get ingredients for complete meals. I want to come home and have five dinners that I can make just from the ingredients that I got at Costco and not have to go anywhere else. 
So I started sharing those every Monday on Instagram and I started that probably a year and a half ago and it just became wildly popular. People loved it. So typically I share either a Costco one-stop mill or a Trader Joe's one-stop mill because it was the same for me with Trader Joe's where I'd go and get a bunch of stuff and I have my favorites there, but I'd come home and realize, but what do I actually make of all this food? I don't, you know, now I have to go somewhere else and actually (laughs) fill in for ingredients that I still need to make dinners. So I... Yeah, started sharing the series on Instagram and people loved it. Social media is just hard because it's not really searchable. So people would be yeah. asking, oh, I think you posted this one-stop mill, but I can't find it in your feed. And so I just realized I I use, I go back and look through my one-stop mills all the time to just get easy inspiration that I, I would benefit from having them in a printed form. And so I just decided to, to go for it. And I thought like, do I just do an ebook? Do I you know, put this together myself. And it was something that I was so excited about. And I knew that it could help so many moms that I just decided I'm going all in. I'm going to hire a graphic designer to put it together. I'm going to hire a food photographer. I'm going to hire a food stylist. And I'm going to do this to make it a really beautiful book that can sit on the shelf in your kitchen and looks really nice aesthetically. But then you open it and it's the easiest, most practical meals ever that you can put together for your family in most of them are under 30 minutes. So yeah. And you know what I love about it? It's almost like you're getting an education in how to throw together ingredients for easy meals. Like it's, you can memorize these and and get your favorites. And so every time you go to Costco, you know, I'm going to grab these 10 things because I know I've got three meals that I don't have to really think about, or I don't have to measure a lot of stuff out for. So good and so helpful for busy moms. That just made me think about a question that was from our Mom Force Facebook group talking about how often you come home from a Costco haul and you're like, okay, but now what do we eat? Like, I don't know what Mm -hmm. to do with this stuff. Leah from the Mom Force Facebook group, this is her question. She says, Costco, please tell me all of the tips and tricks on how to do it and save money. We're a family of six now and normal serving sizes from the grocery store are too small. So I'm wondering, in your opinion, what items at Costco are really worth like the bang for your buck and what items should you steer away from to to help someone who's just starting on their Costco or, you know, warehouse. So it can be tricky because there are a lot of very enticing things at Costco that are very quick meals. You can grab fully made meals there. You can, you know, they have like pre-made lasagnas or the chicken pot pies or the tacos. And those are all delicious and they make meal planning really easy, but they're also very expensive. So Mm -hmm. it's very easy to go through Costco and be drawn into all these very convenient foods, but you're going to end up spending a lot of money. So if you're trying to shop Costco in a more money conscious way, especially if you have kids with big appetites and you're feeding six people, which is a lot of people, I try to stick to the basic foods and try to avoid all the pre-made meals. So like I always get at least one or two rotisserie chickens because you will not find them cheaper and they're also very delicious their pasta, they have really good like Italian organic pasta, definitely the cheapest that you'll get anywhere else, marinara sauce, things like cheese and milk and eggs and meat. Like try to stick to the basic ingredients and don't get sucked into the pre-made meals if you're trying to save money. And then also Costco has a lot of really great snack foods. (laughs) So those are going to draw you in at the end where you're like, oh, I need a box of these crackers or chips or whatever. And maybe you do need that for lunches, but that's also, I feel like where I really 
add up the bill. Like it, my bill's getting a lot higher once I get to the snack food section. So if I'm trying to shop consciously, I really try to stick to those basics with the meat, cheese, pasta. And I feel like there you're getting bigger quantities and you are actually saving money. So you just have to go in and kind of shop consciously. Yeah. I will say I do like to prepare meals if I'm going out of town and I need something easy for, you know, the family to eat while I'm gone. But another hack, I don't know if your Costco has the chicken yakisoba. They don't always have it, but ours has it sometimes. And Uh I will add like two times as Uh many vegetables to it just to stretch it out. Because like you're saying, it is kind of expensive. But if you can make that serving all of a sudden triple in size with a bunch of chopped up snap peas and more broccoli and more carrots, it feels like it's a little more economical. And our family can eat that for dinner and lunch. There are some of those packaged meals that you can do that too. And in fact, one of the recipes in my cookbook is for chicken tikka masala that they have as a pre-made package that you can get. And I always add a can of chickpeas and a can of coconut milk to that, which just mm. really stretches it. And then it's like you, you said, it's for, you know, we can have it for dinner and then there's enough for lunch the next day too. So I do think you can stretch some of those quicker items to go even further. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned Trader Joe's. And I know some people mm-hmm. are intimidated by a Trader Joe's. I remember we got our first Trader Joe's a couple of years ago and I, I literally Googled, what should I buy at Trader Joe's? Because <laughs> I had seen yes. so many people post about it, but I didn't really know what to buy there. And we got another question from our mom force group from Stacy. She says, if you're buying snacks and kids lunch items, would you prefer Costco or Trader Joe's? Is Trader Joe's cheap overall? Is it worth the cost if it's not cheaper? I know these two stores have different items and one is obviously bulk, but I'm trying to decide which one is more worth it. So I was wondering if we get your take on that. Yeah, that's a good question. And I actually had a very similar experience with Trader Joe's where it was so hyped up. And when I went the first time, I kind of walked through and thought, I don't know what's happening here. Things are not organized (laughs) necessarily in a logical pattern. And it's Uh like, I know people love this, but what do I even get? So I feel like you have to go several times before you start to pick out your favorites. And I do have a lot of favorites there now. And they do have a lot of really great snack foods. I, I would say it depends on the quantity that you're shopping for. Cause if like I have four kids who are all taking lunches and they need my elementary kids also need to take a snack. So mm-hmm. I would probably choose Costco for that reason, just because you can get much larger quantities of things. And I prefer to just stock up as opposed to going shopping more frequently. And it depends, I guess, also if you're looking for like individual serving size snacks, or if you're looking for to do that on your own or put them into a separate container. I feel like Costco has a lot more individually packaged um, snacks and Mm. Trader Joe's doesn't have as many of those. But I do really love a lot of the Trader Joe's crackers and they have really great granola bars. Trader Joe's, similar to Costco, has a lot of really great, you know, branded stuff that you really can't find anywhere else. But if I had to choose, I'd probably say Costco just for practical reasons. Yeah. Well, and I think I heard you say at some point that you might have a Trader Joe's cookbook coming out as well. Is that something you I can do. drop yes. a little? <laughs> we we are for? just finishing editing it right now, and I'm actually oh. very excited about it. It should it should come out January or February of next year, and it will be similar to the Costco One Stop Meals cookbook. Although I'm really excited about the Trader Joe's one because we ha- we added a whole section of staples for every. Like here's the produce staples that you want to look for at Costco. Here's the frozen Mm. staples you want to look for just to help guide people who haven't shopped there a lot and don't really know 
what to look for in each section. So we have that. We have a whole section on flowers because Trader Joe's is amazing for their flower selection. So we talk about putting together a bouquet of flowers by yourself. Like here's some different things to choose and here's how to put them together. So I'm excited about it because it's not just recipes. There are over 40 recipes, both brunch and dinner, and we have a few dessert recipes. So the recipes are great and very simple, easy to throw together recipes for your family. But then it's fun to kind of include that staple section. We also have a snack section that's like pair these three ingredients together for a really quick snack for your family. So it's, it's, very, it's really exciting. I, I can't wait to have that launch. Okay, January. That is going to be so, so good. Okay, so much good stuff around food. You also share so many great product ideas on your page. And one of the questions that we have gotten a few times on our Facebook group, and with the holidays coming up, I think this is going to be, more people are going to be wondering this, but favorite things parties, they're kind of a fun thing, especially at the holiday. And I love going to those. But every time it comes to actually deciding what to bring, my mind goes blank. I'm literally like, totally. I don't know what to bring. <laughs> and so someone on our Facebook group, she says, we are having a favorite things party next week with some friends and I'm never sure what to get. So I'm wondering what is your favorite thing that you like to gift for a party like that? So I do love favorite things parties as well. I think they're really fun. And I go to one every year and I always try to gift something that is practical, like that someone will actually use, but yeah. also something that they probably don't have. So a lot of times before a favorite things party, I'll like walk through my house and be like, okay, in my kitchen, like what's, what's a tool? Like, and also it depends on what your budget is. You know, I've been to favorite things parties where it's $10 and you're getting three $10 things or ones where you're getting one 30 or $40 thing. So it kind of obviously Mm -hmm. depends on what your budget is there. But some of the things I love are just my most used kitchen tools. So I have In fact, I should have grabbed it, but I have like a metal strawberry slicer that is great for strawberries or eggs or bananas. And I use it all the time. My kids love it. So I love giving something like that at a favorite things party. Also, I think it's fun to pair something that you use a lot with a food item. So for instance, I've given like my favorite dishwasher safe insulated mug with a couple packs of Perk Energy that I drink every morning. So not only Mm. do they get you know, a physical item, but then they get something that's food and new to try as well. And then similarly, I think what I'm going to give at a favorite things party this year is I found a Walmart Ozark Trail tumbler that's under $10 and it perfectly fits a McDonald's soda cup in it. (laughs) It sounds dumb, but like, yes, no, that is an amazing hack. (laughs) Yeah. If you get a McDonald's soda, they just come in the plastic cups. And I mean, especially in North Carolina where it's really humid, like all the ice is melted in five minutes. So I found that you could put your McDonald's soda cup right into the Ozark trail tumbler and it stays cold all day. It's amazing. So the tumbler, like a $10 tumbler with a, you know, $5 McDonald's gift card would be, I think such a fun gift at a favorite things party. Such a good idea. It's funny you talk about walking through your house to try to be inspired of like, what do I give? I I remember the last one I had to go to as I was getting ready during the day, I was just looking at like my makeup, like what is my favorite mascara Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so I've given mascara. We live in Utah right now. And it's so dry here that my feet get so cracky. 
Like Mm -hmm. that was a major problem for me. So I found this amazing foot file that looks like a giant piece of hardware, but it is literally the (laughs) secret to my soft feet and heels. So I've given that many, many times because it's not very expensive. I love that. It's purple, my favorite color. And also like a meat masher. Like it's when you're doing ground beef that you can like totally crumple up your ground beef. And those are inexpensive and super easy to give. So I think I've given that before as well. I love it. I love it. Okay. One of the quotes that I read on your website, it is by someone named Ruth M. Gardner. It says, go forth with love to tell the world the joy of families. And I think that's why the why behind everything you do. Yeah, but it is. sometimes it's hard to feel the joy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Alicia on our Montforce community, she posted this and I want to get your take on it. She says, do you ever feel done with parenting? I have been at this for over 20 years and I just feel burnt out. Last night we got into it with our 14-year-old over breaking a big but super easy to follow rule and she couldn't go to a birthday party at the last minute. She was yelling at us and stomping around and just being a complete brat. (laughs) Um, I'm exhausted with the days in and out and nitty gritty of parenting. What do you do when you hit this point? All right. You have a 14-year-old? You have a 14-year-old, right? Okay. Yep. They can push you to the limit. Well, 15. Even the very best. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly, that is the first most important thing to remember in a situation like this is that everyone is experiencing this. You are not alone Mm -hmm. in having a hard time with your kids. And just even knowing that that's the case and that that's very normal is somehow very comforting. One of the best moms that I know who has just raised these amazing kids. I remember her telling me once, if your teenagers don't hate you, you're doing something wrong. And I was like, yeah. oh, really? <laughs> and actually mm. that was very comforting to me to be like, oh, okay, this is normal. There, it is, it is biologically their job as teenagers to kind of push boundaries and they're trying to, take, trying to gain more independence. And so I think just realizing that you're not alone. But one thing I've realized also with teenagers is, if I can stay emotionally neutral in a very intense situation, a very dramatic situation, then that is very helpful. So for instance, like when my 15-year-old daughter is very upset about something or she's riled up or she's acting out like it sounds like this child was in, in that situation, you know, they're going to be upset about things and they don't really have all the tools to know how to handle their emotions. But I feel like if I let myself go gets kind of sucked into that whirlwind of emotion. And if I get really upset as well, and I kind of get into this mode of, well, if you're going to be rude, then I'm going to be rude. And it's, if I play into that, I feel like when I get to that emotional level, I'm going to stay there. Like I'm going to be mad all day and I'm going to be, you know, kind of short with everyone. Whereas I've noticed with my teenager, she swings back pretty fast. Like she'll get, you know, very upset about something, but then you know, an hour later, and it's like nothing happened. So I feel Mm -hmm. like if I can try to stay a little bit more cool and calm and collected, obviously, that's easier said than done. It is is very frustrating to have teens. So that's not always possible. But I feel like if I can kind of keep my emotions in check and not be kind of sucked into that whirlwind, then it's better for all of us. And then the last thing I would say is that motherhood is very all encompassing. It's 24 seven, you never get time off, it never ends. And it's a beautiful thing. It's not always rewarding in the moment. It's definitely a gift. But I also think it's important, not only for your 
health and well-being, but I also think it's very important for your kids to see you find joy in other things and to pursue habits, to have friends, to do things outside of motherhood, because I think that then gives them permission to do the same when they get to that stage of life. And they don't have to be a martyr for their family. And they don't have to think, well, you know, moms just have to give everything. I think it's so important to to allow your kids to see you doing that. And it also will help you have a more well-rounded life in general. You know, if you're having a really hard time with your kids, of course, that's going to be something that's on your mind all the time. But then also, if you can have some different outlets, if you can have some friends you go to lunch with, or if you can, you know, you're taking an art class, and that's something you can look forward to, then I think that can kind of help balance out your life a little more. So you're not so overwhelmed with just the struggle of parenting. That's true. I think about some of the times where I'm the least patient, though, is when I am trying to do something for me and they keep asking me questions or interrupting. Interrupting. I'm just like, I'm trying to think here or whatever it is. You also are the queen of DIY projects. You just finished an incredible project of building out a new pantry for yourself. And as I've watched Mm -hmm. you do some of the things, I think, how does she do this with all of her kids around her? Like, you know, what, what is your secret for tackling a big project like that in the middle of family life? Yeah, it can be tricky. I, going into a project, usually try to decide, is this project going to be a marathon or is it going to be a sprint? So, and then I handle both differently. So if it's a project that I like, if it's a project where I want to paint a room, for instance, and I'm like, okay, I can get this done in three days. No one can be in that room. I got to just hunker down. This is going to be a sprint project. Then I go in just like full force and get it done as quickly as I can. And and in those times and for those types of projects, I'm like setting up play dates for my kids. I'm even seeing if like they can be carpooled. I'm getting pizza for dinner. Like I'm doing everything, I, like putting everything else aside. I'm letting the rest of the house be a mess so I can just sprint and get the project done and then put away all the mess and get things back to normal as quickly as possible. But a lot of times mm-hmm. it's, not a sprint. And sometimes it has to be a marathon. And in that case, it's a little bit harder because you, you know, when you're doing projects, especially DIY projects, there's a lot of tools you need, it can be messy. And so if it's ongoing for a long period of time, it's a little tricky to live in that space. But I feel like you obviously have to really lower your standards as far as just knowing, okay, the rest of the house is kind of going to be a mess. And I'm okay with that. And then even just setting aside one or two spaces in your house that can stay a little cleaner, that everyone can kind of go to like get away from the chaos of the renovation is nice. Even if it's just, you know, one room in your house where it's like, okay, we're going to keep this one room clean. And this is where I can go to just sit and not be overwhelmed by the rest of the house that can be helpful as well. Yeah. Such great tips. I love it. I love how ambitious you are too. I've learned so much from, I haven't really done much of what you do, but I feel inspired (laughs) by it often. Okay. Something else that I love, love, love that you've shared. And actually this was funny because I know that you've been a longtime chat booker and you occasionally will post about your chat books and you did a series of stories and all of a sudden our Slack, our internal communications were blowing up because people are like, what's happening? Like we're getting so many hits, like what's going on? And we realized it was you, Brittany, that you had posted about your chat books collection and people were going crazy for it. So tell us a little bit about why do you love chat books? Oh, my heavens. So many reasons. (laughs) Honestly, I tell everyone about it (laughs) because it so flashback to like when I first started as a mom and I was like, I'm going to be a scrapbooker. 
Like I'm going to yeah. do the whole scrapbook thing. And I did start out scrapbooking and then yeah, I moved to digital scrapbooking, which, you know, was kind of a similar thing, but you would do it all digitally. And then I started doing like a book a year and I would create it from scratch. And then I was keeping up like my personal Instagram and I'm like, okay, well, this can be my family journal. And life is life just got so busy that when I first started with chat books, I did the like Instagram to book um, Mm -hmm. program. And it was so nice because then I didn't have to, it was just one thing I had to do. I just would post, you know, the picture and, you know, the caption, and it would just automatically go to print. I thought that was so genius. And then my personal Instagram kind of fell off the wagon. I, because probably partly because my business, I spend so much time like on my business Instagram, but that's not pictures of my kids and birthdays and personal things. So what I have been loving is the month books. In fact, I was yeah. just counting and I think I have 70 month books. So I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> You're amazing. Like probably, oh since my the goodness. Be- probably since the beginning almost. <laughs> and That's I amazing. love it so much because, and I'll even sometimes be a little bit behind and I won't do it for maybe two or three months, but then I take honestly 10 minutes. I open yeah. up the app. And I love how it just pulls, say I'm trying to do April. It will pull up all the pictures I took in April. I very quickly go and select the ones that I want printed into the month book. Sometimes I add captions, sometimes I don't. And then I just click print and it comes to my doorstep. And honestly, it's my kid's favorite mail day. When they see a chapbook's envelope in the mailbox, they are so excited. They rip it open. They come home. They're all sitting around. Like, that's my favorite part. Like, in fact, it almost is going to make me emotional talking about it because they all gather together and they're looking through the pictures and they're just lit up and they're seeing all of these things that we've done as a family. And we keep them in our family room on a shelf. And honestly, it's at least once a week that someone is pulling out one of the chapbooks and looking through it. And so it's just such an easy and really powerful way to just keep those family memories alive. And it's so fun for the kids to look back at pictures when they were babies and and so little effort on the mom's part. So just genius, number one hack for moms. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful testimonial, a chatimonial. Thank you yeah. so much, Brittany. <laughs> I know because we can, we do take a million pictures. We do. If you've got mm-hmm. kids, you're taking a million pictures, right? And they can just get yeah. lost in your phone. But month books, the perfect way to get them out of your phone into the hands of your family so you can enjoy them. I'm wondering with all of your amazing mom hacks and you just have a gift for organizing. And I'm sure you have a million photos on your camera roll. Mm-hmm. Do you know off the top of your head how many photos you have on your camera roll I know right I now? have over 4,000. Um, I'm constantly having to delete them because I need to just get a phone with more storage space. That's my main problem. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, that's requiring you to be very disciplined. Okay. So tell us, what are some of your tips for organizing your photos? So I actually love using Google Photos. So I just have it synced up to my phone and then it automatically saves all of the photos that I take into the cloud. And what is so nice about technology now, it's so easy to search for anything you're looking for, to search by location. Like, okay, I want to put together a memory book of that trip that we took at a certain place. And it's so easy to get all of those photos just in the, you know, by searching very quickly. Or I even have created chat books for grandparents or cousins. And I'll just search like pictures of Jane and Paisley and it will pull up all the pictures of my mother-in-law and my daughter. And then it's so easy to create 
like a little video or put together a chat book and give that as a gift. So I, I actually don't do anything crazy above and beyond just like having Google Photos back up all of my photos yeah. because I feel like it does such a good job of organizing it for you. And you can search yeah. by year, you can search by month. So I, I do try to like immediately after I take a picture or or take a bunch of pictures or if we've been on a family vacation where I've taken a ton, I try to kind of clean out some of the ones that I know I don't want pretty quickly right after because I feel like I'm not going to go visit that later if I don't do it right away. Yeah. But thank goodness for technology that just makes it so easy to search for exactly yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah. And I... I do back up my photos to Google Photos, but I also use iCloud. And this year I tried to make iCloud my primary photo library, but the mm -hmm. search is not as good. Like even on like faces, like I keep training yeah. it and it keeps missing. And on Google Photos, yeah. you can search for anything like a mm -hmm. pencil sharpener and it will pull up any photo yep. or video with even a pencil sharpener in like the corner <laughs> on the wall. Like it's incredible, the technology. So. It is. It's wild. And it's just nice to know that they're safe in the cloud somewhere. Yeah. So, so good. You're so awesome, Brittany. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being part of the mom force. Where can oh, people go to me. find all things that you are doing? So I'm sharing pretty much every day over on Instagram. My handle over there is home and kind. And then all of my products, the cookbook, I sell smoothie cups, have a few other products and the Trader Joe's cookbook coming soon is all available at shop.homeandkind.com. All right. Well, thank you so much. Good luck putting the finishing touches on that Trader Joe's cookbook. I am going to be first in line to get that one. That's going to be a good one. Oh, well, thanks. It was so fun to chat with you. Thanks to Brittany for being part of the mom force and sharing her heart with us. Now, believe me when I say her Costco cookbook has been a lifesaver at our house. So I'm putting a link to it in the show notes. And I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. I'm at Vanessa Quigley. I'd love to hear if you have any tried and true mom hacks. Okay, thanks again for being here. We have exciting things ahead. Until next time. Bye.